Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like Sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Pittsburgh Steeler fans, we are back for the second half of the curtain call. Uh, the first half of our show, we uh, spent some time with Brent Taylor from Roll, Bama Roll, uh, SB Nation's Alabama Crimson Tide blog. Uh, of course, uh, as we get closer and closer to the draft, we're going to have more and more of uh, content like that for you with uh, with some of these college pages and tr- kind of breaking down some of the prospects. So by all means, uh, if there's some schools that you want us to cover, uh, I'm sure you, you could sway our opinion if uh, if you load the those live chats or if you, you tweet at us on Twitter, comment on the website, what have you. Uh, we'd love to get some submissions from you guys. But uh, Jeffrey, off uh, off the top of our second half of our podcast here, which of these Alabama guys do you think could really fit the best in the Steelers system? I was really intrigued. Uh, I wanted to check out Alex Leatherwood because I'm all about getting an offensive tackle in the first round. And I had to back off of that because watching him play, I was like, I'm not a huge fan of his game. He could fit here, uh, but there's a lot of projection. There's a lot of projection involved in that. And with your first round pick, the Steelers usually don't go for a guy who, you know, we can develop into being a player. Uh, So for me, first round, I do really like their center. Those medicals, that's rough. The medical issues are rough, but Steelers are going to have to have a center. And if you're looking at a center in the draft who can step in day one and be a starter, if he's healthy, that's your guy. If you want to, if you want a center who could also play guard, that's your guy. Like he's that kind of a player. I could see him in round one. Uh, and of course, I just want Christian Barmore to be a pit Steeler. That's 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 what I want. So that fits in there, but. Uh, 
but yeah, there's there's some options there. I'm I'm a big fan of the center. I am not a Mac Jones guy. I honestly, watching Mac Jones, he is to me a more NFL ready version than what Mason Rudolph was when he came out. And I'm like, that's what we have. Like you'd be like, yeah, hey, we're gonna draft a guy in the first round to be what Mason Rudolph is right now. That's that's not a great that's not a great move. Yeah, it's it'd kind of be like drafting Kyle Trask as well. Honestly, I, Trask to me is literally Mason Rudolph when Mason Rudolph was drafted. It, it's the yeah. same player. It, it it doesn't make any sense from that side of things. But uh, just a little bit more, just Bama centric talk before we kind of move into some of the Steelers news. Of, of course, it's that time of year where, where there's tons of stuff coming out. But uh, right now, especially when the Steelers are on the clock at twenty four. If they don't sign someone, I have a feeling if they spend any considerable money on anyone and, and shave enough money down, it will be for a, a big time center. I'll put that in quotations. Corey Lindsley might be a, a little a little too high of a star, although he is from the Pittsburgh area. But if they don't sign someone, I I wouldn't be surprised if Landon Dickerson would be the the first round pick. Would you have concern with that? Like because literally he's had. Four starting seasons. He absolute beast in college football. Uh, I want to say he started at Florida State before jumping to Alabama. Would you have concern with someone with that amount of injury history? Yeah, I mean, it's like every year <laughs> you you got to question that. Uh, we I don't like bringing him up in this context, but we saw that with Ryan Chazier. You know, we saw it with Ryan Chazier where he just he came to the Pittsburgh and he was injured. And then he would play phenomenal, and then he's injured. You know, I don't, I don't want that again. I don't want to go that route, uh, especially when you get emotionally invested with a player and their career's over, and right as they get really, really, really good. So I, there's question marks there, and that's something as the Steelers you have to really look into and evaluate, especially if you're talking a first round pick. And I, I, I agree. I think he's good enough, especially at his size that he is not going to be there when we pick in the second round. Yeah, it, it's just elite, elite size. If, uh, if if he isn't gone in the first round, he'll be gone early in the second. That's kind of the way I see it. Uh, Creed Humphrey, of course, could be the, the other second round pick. Outside of that, there's a, a bunch of guys that could go in the third, but the Steelers aren't going to start a third round pick at center on day one with Ben Roethlisberger potentially playing the last year of his career for a team that still thinks they're a contender. It just isn't going to happen. Yeah. Now I, I know you, you touched on Mac Jones a little bit, but to say these top quarterbacks are all off the board, uh, Mac Jones is still available. Do you see value in Jones at 24? Do, do you see value at any quarterback after those, those top four guys are gone? I, I don't see value with, even the towards the bottom of that top four, uh, I don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna commit some uh, behind the steel curtain heresy here. Uh, I don't like Trey Lance as a quarterback. I don't. I don't want Trey Lance. I know that's like everyone in here is like Trey Lance is the guy. I'm not that guy. I'm not, I'm not all about Trey Lance. Uh, so yeah, he was 19 I, when he did what he did. 19, Jeffrey. 19. I know. But some guys cap early. Some guys cap out or like when we drafted Juju Smith-Schuster, I was like, Juju Smith-Schuster is NFL ready, but what's his, what's he going to grow? And that's like, I think we've, we've seen kind of, there is a limit 
to how much better he's going to get. Uh, just simply because he was that guy he, that 19, we drive, he was super mature, ready to go. Uh, I, I think it's, it can be that kind of situation. I don't know. We'll see how he does, but I'm not, I'm not huge on Trey Lance. Wow. That's a, that's a, that's a pretty hot take. I think I can hear Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Hartman, uh, Typing away right now, our Slack channel. He's, he's, typing my, he's typing my resignation letter right now, Steeler yeah. style. You're going to sign this. Resign. <laughs> oh, oh, my goodness. goodness. Oh, that's but, be fun but then I have to admit, in all honesty, I'm not a Trevor Lawrence fan. I, I think he is overrated. That's, that's, can... that's, I just, oh, I, but I'm a quarterback hater overall. You know, I just you know am. Chris Sims released his uh, his quarterback rankings list, and you know what? Year in year out, he gets absolutely slagged for these lists, but he's typically right. It's free. Like he had Patrick Mahomes as the top quarterback in what 2018. Uh, he had Lamar Jackson as the top guy in 2019 uh, with Josh Allen number two and Baker Mayfield three, and then Sam Darnold after that, uh, and then Josh Rosen after that. Like, yeah, he like he's been on it. He had Zach Wilson number one. Uh, which is still that's like Zach Wilson's got a ton of arm talent, but like, whoo, that that is a yeah. hot take. But the thing is, the guy's been right so often. He had Trey Lance number six behind Kellen Mond, Mac Jones. Like that was surprising to me. I I, I can't see the draft ending up that way. But when when I see a play, guy like him, Chris Sims, I actually like reading his stuff because he has something he really values in players and in quarterbacks. He's that guy who wants hero ball. You know, like prime Ben Roethlisberger, what Patrick Mahomes can do. He is that guy. He wants a quarterback that can play hero ball. And that's that's your Zach. That's that's that guy, man. That's what he does. Good or bad, it's going that route. Uh, so I like using him in that regard. I look at him and I say, okay, if you're looking at upside with just someone being like, I'm taking over this game and doing it, who do you want? Chris Sims is like, he really angles those guys out and says, you know, this is the guy you want. So I think that's partly why he's right is because guys who just fit their system in college tend to have trouble in the NFL because defenses are different. Your system can't just be what it was in college. Yeah. You know what? With Chris Sims too, I, I know he took a lot of heat for that list today because he's the only person really to, to go against the grain on Trevor Lawrence. But, uh, he he's not a shock take guy. Like I, I genuine genuine uh, genuinely listen to his podcast quite often. It's it's pretty good stuff. So yeah. uh, to, to completely plug someone that doesn't need a plug, uh, <laughs> there you go, Chris Sims. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, shoot it back our way. We're <laughs> building his career right here. He's, yeah, he'll be famous someday. Good luck, kid. Uh, who knows? Maybe he'll <laughs> even play quarterback in the NFL at some point. Oh, uh, man. Anyway. A little bit more Alabama talk because there there is some Steelers stuff I, I do want to get to as well. But uh, Najee Harris specifically, there's a ton of people super super high, and like Brent was saying, he does he does kind of shape into that mold of Le'Veon Bell. I, I definitely see the comparison. It, it makes sense to me. Running back first round at all uh, is that is that your top running back? Is that the guy you'd want on the Steelers? How would you even feel in general just about running backs in the first round? All right. Uh, a running back pick in the NFL, you're drafting it for two or three, maybe four years. If you're lucky, uh, it's a Le'Veon Bell situation and you get them for what we have them for five, you know, like that's what you're drafting for. You're drafting for two years of high impact 
and then a couple more years of really good and then let them go. That makes sense if that's what you need. If you need, if you can sit there and say, okay, like for me, if the Steelers sign a starting center that you can plug in and say, bam, we're good there, right? You deal with the offensive line that way. In my opinion, if we get a really good center, then you can go with Banner and a core four at tackles and draft a, you know, draft another guy or sign a backup rotational guy, whatever you got to do. You're pretty solid there. If you have that top center, you don't really need to draft someone high. In that circumstance, you've got three wide receivers. Let's say we get someone at tight end. You know, you get you you've got the offense pretty well in good shape. You don't need to draft really anyone on defense this year. Yeah. Get that running back because if he can do like if you if you imagine what Josh Jacobs did his rookie season and you put it on the offense we had last year, right? If you just add in a running back that can carry a run game into the Steelers last year, that offense is significantly better. That offense doesn't fall apart. Uh, and it's not relying on tricks to get the run game going. You're just, you're able to do it. So to me, yeah, that's a, that's a difference maker. Uh, if your defense is fine and you solve the offensive line, then running back is a huge difference maker. And that's going to push your uh, right now, Super Bowl window. That's like, that's, we're pushing for a Super Bowl in the next two years. We're all in on Ben. Go for it. Yeah, you, you know what? If the Steelers are all in on Ben and they sign a center, like I just can't see them not doing that. Even if it was a minor move, say BJ Finney, if he becomes available, then they probably draft someone in the middle rounds, but that still means Finney starting. If they're all in on Ben, then I can still see them go running back in the first round as much as people being against it. Like I, I'm, I'm definitely kind of against that, but I can understand why they do that. But just me, uh, uses uh, the super chat feature. She puts $5 in the tip jar. Thank you so much for that. Just me, uh, Jeffrey, I'll, I'll let you answer this first. She asked, uh, do you see us picking any quarterback? If so, who, and any center? I think you have to get an interior alignment. Even if we bring in a veteran, an interior alignment has to go somewhere that can be a backup. Uh, I, I do see us taking a center. I think Dickerson has a real shot with how this free agency period looks to be going. Although, we're seeing some more players cut. Houston just cut their center. You know, mm. we're seeing some stuff like that. So there's a there's some free market stuff out there. There's a good chance we draft a center, even if it's not in the first round, even if it's to be a backup. Uh, as to the quarterback, I don't think we start draft a quarterback high right now. I think they're going to let Mason Rudolph and Ben Roethlisberger be the guys until they're not, especially this year. If the Steelers do draft a quarterback, I have no clue who they would draft, honestly. Beyond that, beyond the top round, uh, if they go for a guy there, they'll just take the best guy available if they want a top quarterback. Beyond that, it, quarterback is an interesting thing because if they draft a backup quarterback, right? If they take a lower-ranking quarterback, look at the traits that guy brings. Look at what he does well. Is he a guy that moves a lot? Is he a runner? You know, What are the traits this guy brings? Because that's going to tell you a lot about what the Steelers want to do in Matt Canada's offense beyond Ben Roethlisberger. It'll tell you a lot. So that that's the only thing I can tell you with quarterbacks. I don't see us taking one high. I think they are all in on Ben for this year, and I think they're all in. And Well, they're all in on Ben until Ben legit hangs it up or just can't play. If he was Peyton Manning in that last Broncos season where he was not at all the quarterback he was anymore, <laughs> they would be still starting Ben. 
right? That's that's the Rooney family. They are all in on him. Uh, and Mason Rudolph behind him. I think they, they would give Mason Rudolph a shot. And I believe the reports that some people in the organization are kind of upset that Mason Rudolph isn't going to get a shot this year because they, they believe in him. They think he's legit. Uh, and they mm-hmm. might lose him before they ever get a chance to see if he's good, if he's you know a legit starter or not. Uh, so I think it's those two. I think it's Rudolph and Roethlisberger for now. And if you see a quarterback drafted, look at what he does because that's the future. Yeah. Um, to answer the same question, uh, the Steelers for sure will take a center. I wouldn't be surprised with Dickerson in the first. Uh, some people might freak out at that. He is a first-round talent, period. If he didn't have injury issues, he might even be a top, like a top half of the first-round pick. He, he Elite size, elite strength, elite, like literally across the board, he is an elite-level prospect except he has had problems with injuries. yeah. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised by that. Uh, as much as I want the Steelers to trade up, as opposed to Jeffrey Benedict uh, for one Mr. Trey Lance, I, I just can't see it happening. Uh, I think this team is pretty realistic when it comes to uh, th- their future. Like I, I think that they probably – like they, they know they're all in, but there's a chance they could kind of flame out here with Ben Roethlisberger if he comes out and he's terrible. Uh, do you, how much are you really willing to give up uh, in future years draft picks? Because that's what it's going to take to try to move up to get a guy like Trey Lance. I, I I don't like the quarterback classes coming up the next couple years. So that makes it a little scary. So uh, I kind of do kind of foresee the, the path of, uh, of Mason Rudolph being the, the starting quarterback after Ben Roethlisberger, like you were saying, Jeffrey. So if they're going to draft anyone, I could see it potentially being like a Jamie Newman or even a Kellen Mond in the the mid rounds, but uh, I, I just don't I don't see it happening. I think they'll add someone, but n- nothing with a, a lot of glitz behind the name. Uh, but heading into to, uh, some more pure just Steeler stuff, not just Alabama centric. Uh, one NFL exec today. Uh, came out and said, uh, expect next week to be a massacre when it comes to cuts. And, and me hearing that kind of makes me sick to my stomach a little bit. I know we've been talking about it basically for a year now, Jeffrey, that we really just don't see them uh, making a, a, a ton of uh, the cap space. I mean, coming down at much at all. But it, it seems like that's what teams are, are really prepping for. Are you worried about this, this player massacre, which – Apparently, it's going to happen next week, and if so, who do you think on the Steelers is going to get the axe? Well, it, I'm not just worried about it. It angers me. It, it really, really upsets me uh, because it's NFL owners coming together, and they're not saying, look, I can't afford to lose money. There's an easy way to not lose money. Drop the floor. Just drop the floor. Go to the players and say, look, we'll give you a higher cap than what probably should exist but you've got to let us drop the floor so teams can survive. The players would do that. They do it because they know that 25 teams would spend more and you'd have seven, six or seven teams spend less. And that's it. But this is NFL owners coming in and saying, not only do, are we not, we don't want to spend more money. This is them coming in and saying, we want you to stop us from spending money. And that's a to- that's a totally different thing. That's what the salary cap does for owners. So when owners want a lower salary cap, they're telling the NFL, please tell me how to spend my money because I don't want to spend it. 
and they're putting that they're putting that above the product on the field. They're putting that above the fans. They're putting that ab- above the long-term uh, survivability of their team. Like, Kansas City is going to be ripped to shreds. Like Teams that are good are going to be torn apart. Why? So that Mike Brown doesn't lose money? Just let him not spend money. He, he manages to not spend money anyways. Like, come on. When the Steelers were low on cash, they took on a, they took on a partner. You know, you can sell your team. You can take on partners. You can you can find ways to get rid of this money and cover for it. The owners talk, we talk all the time. The owners always say, you know, like the owners take the financial risk. Well, the risk has finally come due. And what are the owners doing with it? They're dumping it on the players. That's what they do. So to me, it just angers me. Uh, and, it, and it tells the, the NFL doesn't care about the NFL. They care about the money they make. That's what it says to me. If the cap drops, if this all happens, it's ridiculous and it's bad. I hate it. Uh, but on to the Steelers side of that, I don't actually see a lot of players getting cut. Um, we'd need to free up. I think we're what uh, twelve million over and a one eighty cap right now, or something like that. Roughly with, with the with the rollover, if, if you count the uh, restructure to Hayward, uh, Vance, Pouncey. Uh, and I don't know if I mentioned the rollover. I probably did, but yeah. uh, I, I think roughly it puts them in like a seven and a half uh, okay. million dollar range. Right. So for me, uh, you you got guys like Hayden and Vince Williams uh, that are cuttable people that make even as much just as much sense to extend and just drop their drop their hit this year as low as you possibly can. Hayden, I mean, if you can get him so his cap hit this year is $3 million above dead money, there's no reason not to do that. Even $4 million above dead money, he's worth $4 million. You know, he's worth that. You're not going to replace Joe Hayden uh, for under $4 million. You're just not. Uh, Vince Williams, you could probably get his hit down to just, you know, a million dollars or so over – you know, his his dead money right now. You can do these things. They've got plenty of people. Stefan Tuitt is another ca- candidate for it. You, you can push him down the road. You could extend, add another year onto his deal. He's got this year and next year left. Make it a three-year deal and push money back. You know, the cap is going to skyrocket. This year, Serious. it may not be great even if they, if, depending on how soon they can get fans in the stands. There's, there's concern about that, which is why I understand the NFL being nervous about money. Uh but it's gonna skyrocket. Seven like new television deals, all this stuff. It's gonna the cap's gonna go up. It's not gonna stay low. So push the money back. Keep these guys together. If if for goodness sakes, if Kansas City and the Saints have to tear themselves apart, like if Kansas City has to cut serious players, and you can put the Steelers back together, you can make a run. Like you, you can be that team. This is not, in my uh, in my opinion, the year to punt and say, "Well, let's bow out of this year and then try to rebuild." No, if everyone's falling apart, go for it. Like, just go for it. That's my thoughts. Man, the, if there's a free agent team, team thirty three of free agents, it could, it could it could compete for a Super Bowl. That's true. Legit, yeah. it, it could be scary how much talent there could be in that in that second wave. Because how many veterans? I was talking about this uh, with Demetrius Harvey, who covers the Jaguars for SB Nation. His concerns, the the players looking for their third contract, because all, all of a sudden, 
there, there's no money for like that that aging star that that still has it. But uh, are they going to play for vet minimum? Probably not. Like yeah. that, that's that's the the risk a lot of these players are going to. Looking at the the NHL professional hockey, what I kind of saw happen in that league that had a flat cap, the money dried up like that super quick, and then the top free agents that were left were mostly still the top free agents that were there at the beginning slowly got picked off on like near minimum deals. That's basically what it came to. If they wanted to play at all, that's, that's probably what will happen in the NFL too. So the faster these players take contracts, uh, once, once that first wave is gone, that second wave of free agents, there's not going to be a lot of money left. So if the Steelers can dig themselves out of a hole here, they could still potentially bring guys in just because there's no money left around the league. Do you see the Steelers bringing someone in because of just taking advantage of a situation like that happening? That would that would be an interesting one. Uh, I don't know. It'd have to be someone. They'd have to have a reason to come here, right? I can see building super teams. I could see like, I can see that <sighs> happening. Team players just being like, you know what? Boom, put me on Tampa Bay for a season. If you guys are gonna give me a minimum contract. I'll go to Tampa Bay and get a minimum contract. And Tom Brady would be like, I'll play for peanuts. You know, doesn't matter. I'll go ask my wife if I have permission to pay for f- play for free. Cause she makes twice as much as I do. And then uh, that's honestly, the, that's honestly the part I'm jealous with Tom Brady about is how much his wife makes. Cause she makes all the NFL players look poor. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Any, that's, what was I even talking reason. about? I don't know. Anyways, Giselle, uh, you want to do a podcast on Giselle for? <laughs> no, no, stop. Anyways, um, uh, yeah, how many players would do that? They'd be like, yeah, I'll go there, and and they would sign that team. I don't know if the Steelers could draw that kind of attention where people would look to the Steelers and be like, they're the super team. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. I, 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 my, I already, I already gave my free agent signing away the, earlier today. I, I'm a big fan of Jonu Smith from uh, the Tennessee Titans. I would love to see him come in and be our number two, number one, probably. Cool. Him and Eric Ebron at tight end would be phenomenal. Uh, there's options for some players. There's some players from the Pittsburgh area that could come back. Who knows? Yeah, it's it's funny that you you mentioned Ebron's name. I was just going to ask that. I feel like if anyone's going to get cut. He's kind of lucky that Vance McDonald retired. I like I know he had a, a, a team option that put, probably would have got Vance out of town regardless, but Eric Ebron kind of feels like the top cut candidate to me. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Yeah, I would because I don't know how he's going to fit Matt Canada's offense. Uh Matt and Canada's he, he tight want. ends. Matt Canada's tight ends do everything. They do, they're like a Juju Smith Schuster, only they're tight ends. That's his idea of a tight end. Uh, and that's that's what he goes for. That's not Eric Ebron. That's not Eric Ebron. But on the same side of that, Ben and Eric were good. Ben and Eric Ebron were good together, aside from a couple games where everyone was dropping the ball. Uh, those two were really good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Something I could kind of see happening. I want to say it was the 2010 Patriots draft when they got Gronkowski and Hernandez. I They came to that draft literally with no tight ends on that roster. It was like the guys that were there were like practice squad guys. Maybe like seriously, they that was their biggest hole by far. I could kind of see the Steelers like potentially trade back at like a Pat Fryermuth, 
out of Penn State and then again go tight end, say like a Tommy Tremble in the fourth or fifth out of Notre Dame. Could you see them doing something? Like that? That's not a very Steelers-y kind of move, but could you see something like that happen? Yeah, that would be a very Matt Canada move. Uh, that would be building the Matt Canada offense because Matt Canada – one thing he has everywhere he goes, right? People talk about Matt Canada quarterbacks. I've seen comments in the chat about him. He has used stationary quarterbacks in one. He's used running quarterbacks and run. He's used all kinds of running backs, wide receivers, all kinds of stuff. The one consistent thing he uses everywhere he goes is wingbacks. And they have to be able to take those little underneath passes, which are basically runs, or take a handoff in a, in a counter, you know, a wingback counter, uh, which is one of my favorite runs. Uh, they have to be able to do that. They have to be able to block. They have to be able to run routes. And that, that's a big thing you've seen. Uh, that's why I think Jalen Samuels is going to be around because he's not the greatest, but he can do it. Uh, you, he can play that position. Derek Watt, people want him cut because they think he's overpaid, but he's one of those guys that can play wing back. He's going to stick around. Uh, so they need to rebuild that area of the team. And you're not, you don't want to go into the season with Jalen Samuels and Derek Watt being pegged in for, you know, major snap counts. That's, that's not winning football. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they do in a position where tight end, wing back, slot receiver, running back are, are all kind of melded together in, into a couple of positions that are a little different than what we see now. So we could see some very, some, some double dipping in the draft to solve that problem. Now, today, March 3rd, uh, if I'm not completely wrong, uh, Wednesday, March 3rd, right? I think I'm right. Anyway, basically two weeks from today is the start of the new league year. Of, of course, we have this this massacre, massacre term being thrown around. What's kind of your bold prediction out of the Steelers over these next two weeks before uh, this league year actually starts? Before the league year actually starts, uh, I got I got a couple. I don't know how bold they are. Uh, one I one I brought up before, uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I don't think he takes a pay cut. That's number one. They push his money back, but I don't think he takes a pay cut. Oh yeah, uh, I can see that. Yeah. Number two. Number two, I'm go. They don't cut anybody. I'm go with they don't cut anybody. They don't have to. They really yeah. don't. They, they don't. Everyone's like they're over and they're gonna tear the team apart. I don't think they do. I think they just keep it around. Uh, I don't know if I have another one. I think that's it for now. Yeah, no, I, I, I really I, think they just stand pat. I, I can see that. Like they lost Marquise Pouncey to retirement. Like, how could you cut any more voices? That's why I'm like, cutting Joe Hayden would be ridiculous. That's like, yeah, that, that's just putting a knife into the heart of the locker room. Like Joe Hayden's that guy. Everyone, everyone loves Joe Hayden. Yeah, you you point to me someone that's met Joe Hayden and tell me that they hate them. I tell you that person's a liar. No, no one hates Joe Hayden. <laughs> There's no way. Uh, yeah. Maybe so, quarterbacks. Like, There's probably, probably Lamar Jackson might hate him because he. Uh, yeah, he's made him look bad. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> but even then he's probably like, yeah, I still respect that dude. It's a good dude. He's so dang. nice. Yeah. <laughs> How did he get that ball? Yeah. No, I I definitely agree with you that. If we're going to see any cut, it could be one, maybe two guys. If the Steelers decide they want to uh, transition away from Vince Williams, an inside linebacker, I, I could potentially see that. And this tight end market's starting to fill up with like every day there's tight ends getting cut. So I could see yep. Eric Ebron end up being a casualty just because there's going to be a ton of cheap options available. 
that might be a little bit better than Eric Ebron. So I, I could see that kind of happening as well. But we're at the top of our show here. So, Jeffrey, uh, if there's anything else you want to say before we uh, uh, tune out? Uh, I'll plug my uh, film room coming up. Uh, I actually have to finish and submit it. My poor editors. Uh <laughs> I I do film rooms late at night, so they never know when they're coming when they get submitted. Uh, but probably Friday with with where I'm looking at submitting it now uh, on Stefan Tuit and uh, T.J. Watt versus the Baltimore Ravens in Week Eight. Uh, Tuit is a Raven destroyer, and it's it it shows. But it's also a good look at what makes T.J. Watt so successful and how good stuff on Tua it is. Check that one out. I'm also doing a piece on the roster heading into free agency uh, and what people bring, what we have, you know, depth on the roster and what our potential needs are. Awesome. Uh, looking forward to that. Uh, Just Me puts another $2 in the tip jar. Says she loves Behind the Steel Curtain. Uh, thank you, Just Me. That's really nice. And um, the, the $2 brings it to 7 Oh, that's true. Oh, so good omens. That's our that's our magic number here, people. Good, good omens. Steelers, Steelers magic number. Oh, Ben trophies. Oh. Let's do it. Let's <laughs> yeah, do it. exactly. Well, I guess with all that being said, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure you're subscribing to the channel, uh, liking our pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and you're clicking over the website. There's tons of content, tons of content, Steelers related. Uh, articles on everything, all the players getting cut from around the league. We got a big super article on that going out. Uh, if you want to be in the know for the NFL, Behind the Steel Curtain is the place to go. That rhymed. Uh, drop the mic on that and just uh, close the show now. But uh, once again, thank you so much for uh, tuning in. Much appreciated. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.